Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we want to talk about some practical ways to give students more choices, and in particular, choices that share control rather than abdicating or losing it. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, when I first ran across the concept of student choice, I was a bit skeptical. I mean, my thoughts ranged from, doesn't the teacher know better than the students what needs to be done and why? Like, shouldn't the teachers be choosing what happens in the classroom? Um, To, wouldn't this mean giving up our authority? Uh, This kind of seems to tie into a worldview that's more concerned with self-esteem than personal responsibility. Like, I just wasn't sure where to come out on this. Maybe this is just me. (laughs) I come from a pretty traditional background, so there's that. But I'm digressing. Anyhow, uh, recently, when I was doing research for our brand new course, which actually you can find out more about at teachfortheheart.com slash choice. Um, But while I was researching that, I was reading the book Teaching with Love and Logic. And I came across an important key to student choice that kind of got me past my hesitancy and opened my mind to all the incredible benefits of this approach. So here's the key. The key is when you offer choice to students, give two to three options, all of which are good options that will make you happy. I don't know. This is not... This shouldn't be revolutionary, but I had just never thought of it in this way before. This helped me realize that giving choices doesn't have to mean we abdicate our responsibility or authority. Instead, we're simply sharing control in areas where there's two or more good options that help the students learn and grow. Now, I'm not saying the choice should be meaningless. It's not as if we only let them choose when the choice totally doesn't matter. These should, we do want to give them real choices. But the key is that we've thought through both options and we know that both are good for the student and the class. So we never want to give choices when we know that one choice would be a detrimental one, right? So we give choices in areas where both are good options. We don't give choices when there's a clear good and bad choice. Um, When that comes, uh, when that happens, we tell the students um, what they should be doing. When we do choices like this, a couple things happen. First of all, we help students get more involved and more engaged because they're being more responsible for their own learning. Uh, this is something we talk a lot about in our new um, our new course, which once again, you can find out more about at teachfortheheart.com slash choice, or at least I link to it there and you can find out more. So anyhow, as students uh, make more choices, they are more responsible, they're more involved, they also feel more in control. And some students actually, one of the reasons they act out is because they feel out of control. And so giving them choices in areas where both choices are good options can help them feel more in control, kind of satisfy that internal need or desire for control. So that then when during the many times during the day in the week when we need to say, okay, this is what we're doing and we don't give a choice, they're much more likely to you know go ahead, go along with what we're doing and, and be involved 
because they've been able to build it's almost like we're building up a reserve of of control you know because they've been able to make a bunch of choices so now when we tell them what to do they don't feel so out of control and it's not as big of a deal for them um certainly makes sense to me and i think i think that's really um, a helpful concept. Teaching with Love and Logic put it this way. It says, teachers gain the cooperation they need when they give away the control they don't need, which I thought was genius. So let's get super practical. What does this actually look like? What choices might we give in our classroom? Well, here's the thing. That's totally going depend to depend on you your teaching style, how old your students are, what you teach, uh, what time of the year it is, and about a million other factors. So I'm about to give you a list of 20 ideas, but these are just that, ideas. Some of them you're going to hear and think, that would never work for me, and that's totally fine. But there hopefully will come across a few that you think, oh, that's perfect. The point isn't to implement all of these, for sure. The point is to pick out a few that might work for you, and more importantly, to spark your own creativity, to start imagining what, uh, what choices would make sense for you to give students in your classroom. Sound good? All right, here we go. 20 meaningful student choice ideas. Uh, Number one, you could allow students to choose to work by themselves or work quietly with a partner um, during um, times where they're doing a worksheet or studying or something like that. You can let students choose what writing utensil to use, such as pencil or pen, or what color. Or if you're doing uh, like a coloring activity in younger, younger grades, they could choose colored pencils or crayons, something like that. I really like this one, number three. Allow students, if they're doing some practice problems, say in math or grammar, allow them to choose one problem to skip. Uh, This, they really like it, and it also has the added bonus of allowing you to easily see which problem the students thought was most challenging. Uh, Number four, you could let them pick uh, whether to complete the even-numbered or the odd-numbered problems if you're you're not going to have time to do all of them. Number five, you can let them choose which review game to play. Now remember, don't just say, what do you guys want to do today? Give two or three good options and let them vote. Number six, students might choose whether they want to walk in two lines or one in elementary. Uh, Number seven, uh, you could let them choose whether to practice poetry or any other memory work. If you're memorizing Bible verses, times tables, poetry, anything you're working to memorize, uh, you can let them choose, do we want to recite that together as a class at at the beginning or the end of class? Uh, Number eight, you might allow them to choose which topic to discuss out of a few good options, or maybe simply the order in which they're discussed, right? If you know there's these topics coming up, you might let them say, hey, which one do you guys want to choose? And start with that one and then do the other ones the following days. If you're working in centers, you can allow the students to choose which center to start at. You might let students choose to take a test on Friday or wait till after the weekend on Monday. You may give them an option for how they deliver their report. Say, for example, you can deliver your report in written, in written form, um, orally, or through a multimedia presentation. Number 12, maybe you have a study time during your class. You could allow students to either review the notes or make their own study guide. 
Number 13, when it makes sense, or in certain cases, you might allow students to choose where to sit. And you can really help this by giving an important caveat. Just simply say, as long as it doesn't cause a problem. And by the way, with all of these choices, you always retain the right to revoke the choice. So, for example, if you allow students to choose where they sit and it becomes a problem, you say, well, I only allow, I allow students to choose where they sit as long as it doesn't cause a problem, but this is causing a problem. You know, so I'm sorry, you need to go back to your seat. Um, similarly, another situation sometimes that comes up when we're giving choices is students take too long to decide. So you can say something like, I allow student, you guys, I allow you guys to choose when you can choose quickly and then simply choose for them in that case. And then the next time they should probably uh, get the idea and choose a lot more quickly. So once again, don't be afraid to revoke choices. Remember, you still have the authority. You're still in control. um, But we want to teach them how to make wise choices and share the responsibility in that way. All right, back to our list. Uh, Number 14, um, you could have, let's say you want them to practice problems or, you know, grammar or language or whatever it is. Uh, You could say you can do these practice questions or problems on paper, or you could do this review activity online to let them choose the format for how they're practicing or reviewing. On number 15, let's say you have a worksheet and there's more problems on there than you either want them to do or you have time to do. You can say you get to choose which 10 problems or which 7 problems or which 5 problems you're going to do on this worksheet. And um, interestingly, this is another idea from Teaching with Love and Logic, um, they said that when you do that, and this makes total sense, um, the students, you're actually having the students are trying to obviously figure out which problems are easiest. And so the mental work they're doing to figure out which problems are the easiest ones is actually significant learning and mental work. So it actually, they don't even realize how much they're learning as they're trying to decide which problems they do and don't want to do. Uh, Number 16, uh, let's say you're doing a school assembly or some other event, you can let them choose which of the two songs to sing. So if you're debating something and you're like, these are both good options, um, ask the class and let them choose. Number 17, let's say you're doing something like spelling words. Uh, You can allow your students to practice spelling words in one of three ways. So this one, once again, that's just a specific example. But think about in your classroom, what are times when you're like, okay, there's, there's, when you're sitting doing lesson plans and you're thinking there's three ways we could do this, if they don't take extra prep to plan, when it makes sense, right, not across the board, but when it makes sense, um, could you let the students decide either as a group or give three options and let the students individually decide? Number 18, um, you could possibly, if it makes sense in your classroom, allow students to either turn in homework throughout the week or all at once on a certain day. Number 19, let's say you're doing a service project as a class. You could present a few options and allow them to choose which one to do. And finally, my last example is, let's say you're proofreading or editing papers. You could allow students to, uh, if they're doing it in class, you could say you can proofread your own or you can switch with a friend and proofread each other's. I hope these types of choices and these ideas are giving you um, just kind of getting your mind rolling because these are kind of easy ways. If you haven't really done much of this before, these are some easy ways to start sharing control with the students without it being overwhelming or intimidating, right? Start with some that don't add any time to your schedule and that aren't, you know, just are just very simple. And then once you see your students practicing making decisions, discovering what works for them and learning to be more responsible, 
possible for their own education, you may even decide to let your students choose even more in the future. So I hope these ideas have been helpful. And if you have been, uh, you have examples from your classroom of of choices you allow students to make, I would love if you would hop over to the blog and share them, and we can just continue to grow this list. So this list exists right now at teachfortheheart.com/choice slash choice. Um, So you can head over there and share your ideas and get the list if you need to. And we also link over there to both the books Teaching with Love and Logic and our brand new course, which I'll hopefully come back and share more with you soon. Thank you guys so much for being here. I look forward to speaking with you again soon. In the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.